Producers without a clue. Seriously? That's what they call animation nowadays? How do you even sell a show? What the hell is a production packet? Oh yeah, it's gonna be animated. It's gonna be real cool. Wait, who's animating this thing? You've gotta believe in your own ideas. Everyone is pitching ideas! What do you have to join the Illuminati? We just have to do it our way! Animation has warped my sense of reality. I didn't tell him to draw that! <laughs> oh, it's all about the demographic. Okay, let's get into it. Let's do it. Center. <laughs> Center. Um, <laughs> all right, so producers without a clue, episode 11. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we did Mike is okay. meditating, preparing for this uh, very heated discussion, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm Brian Finley, and I'll be talking about my current project, which is drawn to it behind the screens. And uh, Michael, what are you going to be talking about? I will be talking about Chucky Chicken, the same damn show I talk about every damn episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I've been thinking about this uh, since we were talking earlier today on Messenger. And you and I have accomplished a great deal within 11 episodes of this podcast, okay? And I've been thinking about it because my wife and I kind of, because I deal with uh, depression and uh, anxiety and stuff. My wife and I check each other to to be like, okay, we are blessed because of these reasons, and we need to be thankful for this. And you know, we we have to constantly remind ourselves to look at the positive. Oh, sure. And I think it's important you and I do that too, because here's how I see it. Okay, take it away. Episode one, episode one, we had. Uh, just a, a whim to do this uh, podcast, okay? And we decided, well, uh, you're going to do it about Chuck E. Chicken. I'm going to do it about, uh, at the time, Mimsy and Dusty, Don't be which ashamed. will still happen, but it's, Don't, you know. You, it's, you said it so defeated, so you're just like, <laughs> me at the time. <laughs> like, well, it, it seemed like you were like addicted to drugs or something. Like, you know, at the time, I made some bad <laughs> decisions. Well, I, I say it that way because um, I I feel so so bad for the team that I had working on it that they they just they're all going through financial hardship right now and working jobs that are just not industry related, trying to do whatever they can to pay the bills, and I uh, it makes me feel bad that I'm not in a position to have that production capital and just be firing off paychecks and be like, you know, let's let's do your dream job, let's go for it. So that's why I sound defeated about it. Um, it's but only a here's, That's all it is. It's just exactly, exactly. So here's how I see it. We have, within 11 episodes, 10, uh, we have manifested uh, a new level to our careers, okay? You have legitimate network meetings uh, being negotiated right now for scheduling and stuff for Chuck E. Chicken. That is a huge deal, okay? We're not going to say who. We're not going to, you know. Um, and I've I've been 
blessed to pick up this uh, docu-series uh, show uh, drawn to it behind the screens. You've been very blessed, um, by the way, yes. Well, we both have, because do you, do you realize how hard it is to get a network meeting? You know, um, no, I don't. Because I've had, I know. <laughs> I've been very fortunate, you know. I, I have been. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, I don't know how difficult it is. I'm a friendly guy. and It is so difficult, especially if you're not represented by an agent. Which I'm not. You're not. You just, you you had your own in, which is perfect. Take advantage of whatever whatever little edge you might have, you take advantage of it, and then you pay it back down the road. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, I I mean, if, if you were just like, if you didn't have, um, if you didn't discover the end that you have, I mean, I mean, the chances of getting a network meeting with, without an agent are just like, you might as well, like you stand a better chance of winning Powerball, you know. Got close uh, one. The lottery. So, <laughs> and it doesn't even matter how great your idea is. Oh, no, you're, you're 100% right on that because yeah. I recently, and I didn't tell you this, I called CAA uh, this past week uh, trying to figure out because um, I was kind of curious. I was like, okay. Just break down who CAA is. CAA is the Creative Artist uh, Agency. So they basically mm -hmm. handle um, animators and they handle, you know, voice talent and creative people in the industry. They are an agency. Yeah. And yeah. ironically, they're the same agency that um, represents our wonderful Vivian Medrano. So mm -hmm. I just took a stab in the dark and I gave them a call. I called their, I think it was either the Tennessee or the New York office. But either way, the meeting did not last long at all. It was like maybe 10 seconds in. And I said, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for representation. Hold on one second. Click. We do not accept any unsolicited and uninvited. I'm <laughs> just like, how? But yeah. So, uh, for, first off, do you hear that crackling? I'm wondering if your mic or your wire isn't plugged in or. I don't hear it, but I can. Oh, There's a it. crackling, um, like a. The mic is rubbing against something, or I don't know. But um, oh, I don't even have the mic plugged in, dude. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to get mad when you put on that face. You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> give me a second here. All right, my grandma does that face all the time. She gets away with murder. <laughs> she... <laughs> sorry, hold on. We're not doing that all over again, by the way. We're letting it run. We're letting it roll. All right. Yep, letting it roll. I'm not even editing this part out. Okay. <laughs> After the last episode. <laughs> Whoa. And I will work on my explicits and on my, uh, you know, sh watch, watch we lose everything, like all the audio, and then we're have to redo the whole darn episode all over again. All right, give me a second here. Hope. Oh, wait a minute. Let me check my... Yes, check your settings. Let me check all my record buttons. Yes. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We're all good. Okay, hold on. I didn't forget, but <clears throat> I thought I forgot. Okay. Give me a second here. <clears throat> oh, that is so much better. Got that deep timber in your voice now. Ooh, baby. 
do you, do you like this voice? Does it make <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, ladies. Michael Cook here, single like a yeah. Pringle and ready to mingle. My Wow. <laughs> my number is 803. I'll let you Ooh. find the rest. <laughs> <laughs> How bad do you want him? <laughs> Happy late Valentine's Day. Mm. They also yeah. say I have a wonderful voice. Let's All right, get back let's... to the show. <laughs> hey, lady. Oh, lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, talking God. about CAA, you called them, you got yeah. 10 seconds in, dial tone. Absolutely, you know, the fastest that I've ever been, like, gotten rid of by anybody, by the way. And I think, <laughs> I think if you work at an agency... You, you, there's a special level of hell waiting for you. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> easy now, easy now. They're they're not all like that. You have, but one. <laughs> I don't have one. I don't have an agent. Okay, all right, never. Mind. I would I would love to have one. I know I know people that do have one, and then when I ask them how did you get the agent, mm -hmm. they're they they ghost me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how'd you get an agent? Oh, I don't know. They, mm -hmm. they just, mm -hmm. they, they mm -hmm. came up to me and they were like, you want to sign? Yeah. You know, they were like, you know, the devil with like a piece of paper just going on, hey, you want to sign this contract? But, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly There was an old uh, Bill Cosby movie where he played the devil. Build it? And he would, yeah, and oh. he would make people sign contracts for their soul, you know? Oh. So... I did not know that. I, the only supernatural yeah. uh, movie I've seen with Bill Cosby was Ghost Dad, and a lot of people don't like to talk about Ghost Dad. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, anywho, but um, no, I appreciate that, Brian, because you are one hundred percent right. From uh, when we started this show, probably around what November, I think we started this show. Technically, it was like right before the holiday yeah. season. We started. Uh, producers mm -hmm. without a clue and it has been i will say this it has been the joy of my career to be a part of this show i am having a ball i'm having a blast uh, you know as many appropriate adjectives as you can say um and we have grown leaps and bounds like yes mimsy and dusty did not quite work out at the moment uh, mm -hmm. then you went to something that was easier you know uh chicken mecha turtle and then all of a sudden, boom, you're picked up for another show from another podcast. I mean, quite frankly, if anybody should be miffed, it's me that our podcast, the one that I'm in, didn't. <laughs> Little yeah, but I mean, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, we're only 11 episodes in, so. That's true. And you know, like what, number 50 over there? at uh, uh, 58 comes out Monday. Which I can't believe. I remember on episode one, my wife said to me, "You know, I'm just, I'm just not sure how, you know, committed you're going to be to this." And I, I remember being like, "Oh, I think you'd be surprised." I can't. You know, I mean, so. I'm, I'm, I'm relentless. I mean, you know, how do you think I got you? <laughs> you know, I'm relentless. Well, <laughs> it is. People that keep hammering at yeah. the hot iron, right? Yeah. And eventually you're going to forge it into something. Mm -hmm. The people who wear out, like they, they exhaust their energy and just decide enough is enough, mm -hmm. or they don't know when to pivot mm -hmm. 
because they keep crashing up against a wall. Yes. And sometimes a wall just won't break. So you have to decide how do I, if I can't go through it, how do I go over, around, or under it? Mm-hmm. Or do I pivot my direction? Right. You know, and um, I have been pivoting based on my circumstances. I have to because I have to keep going forward. I can't just stop. Right. Like if Mimsy and Dusty isn't working out, well, I can't just be like, hmm. You know, yeah. like I, I got to keep going, right? Yeah, yeah. Why will my show work? I mean, that I work. I'm, I've been working with the same chicken for ten years. I have no room to talk. <laughs> You'd think I'd move on to something. Yes. <laughs> no, I but did. I went to Hodgepodge tonight for five. Years. <laughs> Let's not forget that little stint in my career. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is uh, very important to keep going. Right. Only only pivot when all logical uh, parameters ha- have been evaluated mm-hmm. and, and you can make an educated decision of uh, it's, it's never a, oh, this will never happen. Uh, just not right now. Exactly. You know, it, exactly. it's not ready. And for, uh, and for those who are, you know, of the of the of the religious or faithful persuasion, it's the same thing with life. You know, whenever you want something to happen in life, the good Lord has a couple of answers. Yes, not now, or you know, soon. You know, so yeah, uh, it's yeah. just it's what you got to do. You just got to be patient, and you just got to keep trudging the course, and just keep having the faith, which. You know, my my wonderful mother, who I love and adore and I've mentioned many times on this show, has a wonderful saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so keep on squeaking. So cute. I'm But also don't don't say that to me, Mom, in public. <laughs> right? Right? Totally. No, I uh... don't don't let's keep that one for a at home thing, yes. mom. Thanks. Oh bye. <laughs> Well, and then she's like, yeah, you, you got a little something. It's like, right why, there. why are you telling people I'm squeaky, mom? I don't, yeah. I don't have <laughs> a mouth anymore, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I preferred to be called high pitched, okay? <laughs> base challenged, mom. Right. I'm challenged. base challenged, okay? <laughs> God. <laughs> By the way, my mom has noted that there are many times during the podcast that I do this. And she has given me the lovely name of Magilla Gorilla. So, whenever... oh, <laughs> oh. I love your mom. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, hi, Magilla. How was your podcast?" I'm like, "Will you knock it off?" Not my fault. So yeah. I, it's a funny story because when I was first learning to drive. Um, we, that we have a six flags, uh, by our hometown. That's about an hour away. And I was struggling. I was driving my dad's, you know, non-eco-friendly, uh, Hummer H2. This was back in like 2003, 2004. Your dad's a baller, man. Dude, I can tell you stories about my father. Did he have the PlayStation in it and everything? No, but he actually had the spinner rims. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. But <laughs> they never will let me live it down. Did, did, uh, 
<laughs> I just picture him like, they see me rolling. They hating. <laughs> he used to play that song in the car. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I like your dad. Your, your dad and I have a similar taste. I once thought about getting the cheap clip-on spinners for my minivan. Oh, my God. So. No, he had, like, the chrome ones. I mean, he Ooh. had them. He didn't wear them all the time. He only, like, had them for, like... He went full stuff. exhibit on it, eh? Pimp my ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, when you own a company, you can do crap like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, But anyway, to get back to me driving real quick. So I was frustrated. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, oh. And I'm like, what are you doing there, Miguel? <laughs> Drive! <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, now you got like, me oh. doing that. I'm like, I want to be a gorilla, too. <laughs> 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 oh, so yeah, it's either Megillah or if I stumble, they call me Porky. That one I'm not that bit, that uh, happy with, considering my weight. But you know, you know, Porky Piggy. So, well, yeah, you know, uh, they found a way to got to to get to me. Use you know, cartoon characters against me. That's my yeah. kryptonite. What can I say? <laughs> True that. that. So okay, so they hang up on you, right? Oh, we're CAA. going back to that. Okay. Click. Yeah. We're going back to that. Because I really want to focus on, uh, I know you feel like you're stuck right now with Chucky e. Chicken. From the outside looking in, my perspective, uh, Chucky e. Chicken has grown leaps and bounds since before the holidays. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. And yeah. Yeah, so I I just feel before we get into current events and animation and that type of thing, I just wanted to have a moment where uh, we both uh, kind of stop and evaluate and, and be like, holy crap, within 10, 11 episodes, uh, we're making stuff happen. Mm-hmm. You know? I will say this. I, I, I saw a, a wonderful psychologist years and years and years ago uh, by the name of uh, Dr. Burkos. And he taught me something spectacular because I, as I am currently, is always on the go. You know, there's so many people in life, you know, when you when you want to do something, you have three steps, right? You, you know, you decide what you want to do, you plan how to do it, and then you get it done. But so many people forget step four. And step four is to stop and admire what you've done. And mm. take a step back, reflect upon what you've done, and give yourself the praise that you deserve. Mm-hmm. So I want to, you know, I'm, I, you know, if if it's okay with you, I think it's appropriate that we both do step four because we both have grown since we started our podcast. You know, you, mm. you know, have done leaps and bounds with, uh, per, uh, with uh, the Drawn to It podcast and getting uh, a, a deal with uh, Bell Network. Is it? Yeah, Bell uh, Bell Canada on their Bell Five TV One uh, channel. <laughs> plug. Yeah. Um, plug plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm 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 marketing for season two already. Are okay. you really? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you I'm gotta never think ahead. Hear from you again. This is just gonna, <laughs> like, you're just gonna be famous and leave me in the dust, which is good, oh. you know. Um, but I was thinking about this from the moment that we started the podcast to where we are right now. We have gained a bigger following than I have had in the entirety of when I created the show. Like mm-hmm. this year, 
And um, I've, I've talked with a few people this week, and they um, have complimented me saying, wow, you're doing extraordinarily well. Like, wow, you're doing, you know, because I look at it and I see shorts that I've already done. And I see things mm -hmm. that, because nobody has seen these shorts yet. Nobody knows how old they are. Nobody knows unless they were there with me when I was creating them. But yeah. to the newcomer, they go and they say, oh, this guy has content on his channel. This is cool. I'm going to go check mm -hmm. it out. And for me, it's, be, you know, in my head, it's like, oh, my God, I've been working on this forever. But just to these people who have not seen it because I refused to showcase any of it for a long time or I didn't know how to properly do it, it's all brand new. So I've not given myself that benefit of the doubt you know, to let people, to let myself know, yeah. take a chill pill. Yeah. They're discovering it. I've heard Kevin Smith talk about uh, a conversation he had with Stan Lee once upon a time where Stan was quoted as saying something to the effect of um, any comic book can be somebody's first. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's issue 50 mm -hmm. or issue one. It could be any anything in between. It could be somebody's first comic book mm -hmm. and their first uh, entrance into a whole new uh, fandom. Right. Right? Oh, 100%. And that, that always stuck with me because, um, well, today I, I was editing uh, episode 58 and... We have a sponsor, Cat Animation, and I've been using the same ad before every every episode. And I I thought, wow, I, I should record a fresh one. Um, but then I thought, well, you know, uh, there's new people watching this all the time. Not that recording a fresh one is a bad idea. Right. It's just an issue of time right now. What what time do I have? And I I got thinking, well. First of all, the the sponsor doesn't have new footage to provide me, um, so or new information, they, you know, right? So it's fine the way it is. And then I got thinking about that Stan Lee quote. It pops up in my head all the time. Um, you know, it will be somebody's first, and therefore it's relevant, right? So you're one hundred percent right. Like the first episode of. Drawn to a podcast that I saw was the one with Jana Marie, which mm -hmm. was wonderful. I mean, not only because I was mentioned in it, but also because, you know, <laughs> Jana is an amazing gal. Um, and then that prompted me to go back and watch your David Perixma one and go watch your Tad Stone one and then just keep going and going and going. Uh, I'm very thankful to have helped you get a guest or two on the show. Mm hmm you yeah. know, like that, that to yep. me. Thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Like these guys, yeah. you know, especially like folks like Tom Ruger, who deserve every bit of praise mm -hmm. and credit that, you know, and, and accolades that he, you know, should be getting. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I, I want to make sure that these guys get the credit that they deserve and get the credit that their predecessors did not get. Yeah. Think about that. The guys that we grew up with, you know, the 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 Renaissance people, uh, you know, Glenn Keane, Andreas Deja, Eric Goldberg, 
they get more credit today and more recognition than the people who taught them. Like more than Mark Davis, more than Milt Call, more than John yeah. Lounsbury or Eric Larson or Ub Iwerks or any of the masters who created the art form. And then, yeah. you know, I uh, my only hope and prayer is that you and I get to be able to get to a point where our work is evaluated and, you know, either raked over the coals lovingly or, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> what, what I look for for validation, mm -hmm. it used to be, I hope people like my drawing. But, and, and I truly mean this, I am drastically shifting my need to be a, a good artist. Like that desire in me is changing. And now I, I very much, my, my form of validation comes when I get an email from somebody who is like, I just listened to this interview with Tad Stones mm -hmm. and I really connected with what he said and it, it helped me out. Um, it may, it's helped help me push through a block I was having. That's how I get the validation now. And, um, you know, what, what you're saying about the students become the master and they overshadow their, their former teachers. I think that's a, a natural, uh, step in it that that's somewhat attached to pop culture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you, you know, like the nine old men didn't have social media, and all that stuff, right? To really get their names out there. They right. were just stuck in California <laughs> at the studio working on stuff, right? And that's every once yeah. in a while yeah, every once in a while they'd appear on some kind of making of documentary with Walt, you know. Right. But they they were never put in uh independently promoted spotlight. Mm -hmm. Now today we have all that and right. so um people like Glenn Keane or or James Lopez or you Brad know Brad Bird or somebody like that. Brad Bird. Now I I just had I I I just had um oh shoot Mark uh, Whiting the the creative art director on Iron Giant. Yes. And he's going to come back on and and talk specifically about Brad Bird working with Brad Bird and the team and and that chemistry. But these people are, you know, for, former students that have become masters in our, within our, uh, uh, like, six-degree separation uh, generational thing, okay? And, uh, and what happens is you, f you forget about, eventually the, the, the ripple moves and you forget about the, 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 the original master. Right. And, and like... Like all of all of our favorite rock stars and, and musicians and all that, they they owe their skill level and ins, inspiration to get into it to somebody that came before them. Right. But eventually, those people get forgotten about, you know. Oh, one. And they will get forgotten about as new people come on. Um, we're we're, we're going to get just forgotten the way about. it goes. We're going to get. Forgotten we're already about forgotten about. People have already <laughs> tuned out, buddy. <laughs> uh, if I may, I want to plug um, a, a video that I watched last night called "Growing Up with Nine Old Men," and it was. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that uh, Ted Thomas goes to all of the surviving children of yeah. the nine old men, and mm. apparently, only seven of the nine had kids. 
which I mm. didn't know. And I, I guess Mark Davis and um, I forget who the second one who didn't have kids. Milk Call had kids. Uh, Frank and Ollie had kids. Ward Kimball, Eric Larson, John Lonsbury, Les Clark. Um, oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about the documentary is they offer that outside perspective and they talk about, all of them talk about how their fathers uh, were full of self-doubt except for Milk Call. Um, Everybody says that about milk. When I get to heaven, nope. I cannot. But it's true. Him in the eye. <laughs> hey, if if you watch the the Disney Family Album yeah. special with Milk Call, mm-hmm. he, he straight up says, "I was the best one," <laughs> and the Disney style was me. And furthermore, Andreas Deja has gone on record as saying, "Yeah, that's a pompous thing to say, but it was a hundred percent true." Right. Uh, so you know, yeah, and but because uh, he he died shortly after they made that family album. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, who's the best? Not you. You're dead. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. Wow, <laughs> that got dark fast. That got very dark. And um, oh no, your mama needs to have a talk with you. I think. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, my wow. my apologies to the entire family of Milt Call. I love the man's work, so please do not again send your emails to pwacprojects at gmail.com. <laughs> Links and everything in the description down below. <laughs> have you yeah. gotten any emails, okay. by the way? I have to ask. Have you gotten any emails? I have I have not. Okay. So you're lucky. I'm doing you're lucky. <laughs> I check them every day, and hopefully someday somebody is going to email and ask a question, and then we can read it on the podcast. I would love that. So, so That's my dream. Mine too. That's my dream. Okay. Okay, so now that we've patted each other on the back enough and we've raised each other up into a positive uh, level, let's get into animation current events. Yes. And I'm- I know you're itching to go, so yes, what I- you got? All right, so... Cartoon Network recently announced their brand new lineup of all the new things that they're doing. They're basically saying Uh-oh. reanimating ourselves is apparently the new slogan of what they're doing. And Ooh, maybe no more stupid graphic style. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. Are they are they digging in? Are, are you, they doubling down? Are you an Aquaman fan? Can I just put that out right now? <clears throat> What? Are you what did Aqu- they do to Aquaman? <laughs> you remember? Uh, do you remember uh, uh, Thundercats Go? No, shut <laughs> the front door. <laughs> yes, yes, they're doing it with Aquaman. Well, they didn't learn from Thundercats, they did they? Learn. <laughs> oh, they're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> They're so dumb, he says. Wow. So, Chucky Chicken will never be on Cartoon Network, basically. Well, they're trying to go after that Teen Titans Go crap, right? Exactly. 
Not that Teen Titans is is crap. The the joke. It's a funny show. I just don't like it visually. No uh, but... thing is good anymore visually. That's the problem. Because <clears throat> you get all these kids that are coming out from CalArts who are learning the beanhead. I mean, I looked at the at a at a Disney Pixar film. That is supposed to be coming out in the next year. And they did the Cal Arts beat style in 3D. How could you do this? Why are you doing this? But yeah, anyway, they, they, they're messing up Aquaman. Uh, they, they're putting out, oh, no. putting out a new show. What have they done? Putting out a new <gasps> show. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not good. Sorry, I listen. Here's the thing, okay? Somewhere, somebody, a, a team of people have worked very hard on this show. Let first of all, let's get that straight. It doesn't matter what style a show is; it's a hell of a lot of work. Yes. the The problem is, I just don't understand this style um, for that property at all. I I. You know, but either I'm 45. I'm not a, a eight to 12 year old, so I get it. I, you know, it's, that, I'm out of touch. That's the thing, though. Like, kids deserve better than what they're given today. Because I, I, I'm gonna use the same example I continue to use, and I'm being quiet because my neighbor slammed on the wall. Because apparently I'm being too loud, but whatever. Not like her, really. Oh yeah, not like her dog keeps howling every damn second of the day but whatever um so in the 90s we had all the beautiful shows that came out in nickelodeon we had all the wonderful shows that came out on you know the disney afternoon we had all the great shows from cartoon network and you know what the cool thing was about cartoons back in the day you could flip the channels and you knew exactly which one you were watching you knew exactly what you were watching um, and you didn't have to second guess. Like you knew that you were watching a show on Nickelodeon. You knew that you were watching a show on the Disney Channel. You knew you were watching a Cartoon Network show. You didn't have to look at the bottom at the at the bumper and see you know what channel you were on. You just knew by watching. Yeah. They don't have that today. They they do not have that different that differencing uh, 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 differentiating quality. In the cartoons. And I think it's really because, unfortunately, you had shows like Adventure Time and shows like Steven Universe who came in and or Gravity Falls and came in and they got attached to the lore. They got attached to the story. They got attached to the characters and all of the the stuff in between. And then the art you know, they just kind of recycled everything. I mean, that's that's my opinion. That is my yeah. opinion. So, I I yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to say what is on my mind because uh, I I don't want to seem insensitive to like you're talking about people's jobs, right? That are working on these shows, and, and that's the thing, like. Whoever is lucky enough to get a show picked up by one of these networks, I congratulate them. It's something that I have yet to do, 
and I I wish them nothing but the best and nothing but wonderful things for them going forward. Some of them are amazing people. Some of them are not that amazing, but I don't know them personally. Um, yeah, I, I just, what <laughs> I don't understand is how the executives at Cartoon Network or, or the people in charge of acquisitions and development could be so tone deaf to what the outrage is on the internet from the fans. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that they don't care about those fans because they're of a nostalgic demographic. What they care about is the six-year-olds. Right. And, right? Who are just, you know, uh, that's all they know because they grew up during a time when My Little Pony redesigned, which you know, worked for that property. Right. But it doesn't mean that every, every property, show right. has to look like that. Right. And or, I, or and honestly, I think it's not the creators. Okay. I, I will say this. It is not the creator's fault. Um, it is not even the style that is the problem. It is the executives. It is the marketing department. It is the guys up top who constantly think, well, Steven Universe made us a bajillion dollars. You know, Thundercats Go or Teen Titans Go is still playing 24-7 on Cartoon Network. You know, we need to make a yeah, show to... Thunder. Okay, Teen Titans, I would argue, okay, and, and I'm just talking out of my butt here, okay? Okay. Uh, remember, I, I, without a clue, okay? Right. I'm clueless, really, I am. It's the name of the I'm show. I'm just going, yeah, just a gut feeling. Uh, Teen Titans, in my opinion, has more of a nostalgic audience mm -hmm. because of the writing in it. It is, it is quite, it is a show that is littered with a lot of adult humor mm -hmm. that is presented in a... A, a very I, I childish know. style. Uh, uh, yeah, very, yeah. Very yeah, It's a good way to put it. And here's the thing like the original Teen Titans, masterpiece. Mwah, some of DC's best animated content from the 2000s. Okay. I have seen a couple of episodes of Teen Titans Go. I saw the recent one that they had with Freakazoid. I thought that was very, very clever. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that cartoon because of all the callbacks to. Freakazoid, they had they got the original cast to come back. They got Ed Asner to come back as the as the captain. Like, oh my yeah. goodness, you have to do something right in order to get those guys to come back and do it. Because you could easily have, you know, recast or done something different. Um what I don't what I don't like is um the Kids are very smart. Kids, I'm not saying that I don't like that. I like that kids are very smart. Kids are easily impressionable, okay? When I was a kid, I was impressed, you know, with Nickelodeon and Disney, you know, the classic Disney uh, and classic Warner Brothers and classic cartoons. You know, I was the VHS generation. We had, you know, four hours uh, a tape of uh, classic cartoons, 
that we yeah ran. kids are impressionable with what they are exposed to correct and right now uh with youtube and youtube content creators mm -hmm. are forced to do very limited animations because of budget right and resources you've got one animator has to animate a three minute video yeah it's going to be limited and right. just kind of graphic looking right right but well th this becomes part of their um entertainment diet right, right. so it's what they are now nostalgic for or will be as they get older i agree um and so that i get what i don't get is after so many shows come out and are just rah, 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 garbage rah, and then they're canceled why would you make another show that is it looks just like the one you just canceled right and you know the writing's gonna be that and the same, weird break the fourth wall zany all the same, jokey all the same people are involved from they they basically brought yeah. all the thundercats people and put them on aquaman and so, so yeah that, that's a good idea that that's a real good idea I, not that they're bad people i'm just saying don't don't duplicate the same recipe right like don't polish the same turd and tell me it's a chocolate cupcake or don't even no no I like the turd metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> or flush the damn toilet and come up with a new turd, you know? Don't, well, don't go it, and try it's and It's so frustrating stuff. because these studios have hundreds of ultra-creative people working for them. Mm -hmm. And then you get 1% of, of management at the very top of this pyramid, mm -hmm. and they think all their ideas are the the top ones right now you know i gotta say with this uh i i was so impressed in in my talking with bell how excited they got about my ideas because uh, i wasn't expecting that even during my time working uh at disney i i was constantly like just what you know you, you could just tell certain comments were made for the hell of it, you know, just so that people could feel like, oh, I contributed, right? And but when I was when I was talking with um, the people at Bell, they were so excited about my idea, my vision for how the show should look and this type of thing. And I was like, wow, this this should be how the animation industry like hear the artists, like actually hear what they're saying. Right. Um, before you mandate a bunch of stuff based on focus groups that I got to tell you, a lot of focus groups, especially if they're children based. You ever you ever been in a room with like 12 or more kids? I have. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's anything but focused. Right. OK. And a lot of times they're going to tell you what what you want to hear oh, 100%. because they, they, they just don't want to be talking to you. They want to be playing the video game. They're supposed to be critiquing or, or whatever. Or you, you can easily lead them. Like you really like that. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, and I watched that happen that I, I witnessed that at Disney. And I remember thinking I was in a focus group once and I remember thinking that was a very leading question. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, just to get so just to get the results that they want, and just to be able to say, "Oh, the kid said it. It's what he wants." So, and I think that's that is. I mean, 
there's a reason why I'm not in charge at Disney. There's a reason why I'm not over oh, there. That's the reason why. <laughs> that, that's probably that. And finally, half, we nailed it. <laughs> probably <laughs> half the crap that I've said on this podcast from episodes prior. Um, but I will say this: um, I am I'm very disappointed in what they're doing. They're they they are. Another show that they uh, talked about pu- uh, putting out was called Bugs Bunny Works or Bugs Bunny Builders, which was like a oh, pre- like a... a preschool version of Looney Tunes. And yeah, I, I saw a still of that. And I just need to to put this out there. And th- it was sure... like Tiny Tunes 2.0 or something. Not even Tiny Tunes 2.0. Yeah, like it's a it's a I I, I hate to say it, it's a bastardization of Looney Tunes. And I just want to say right here, right now, as the son of a mother who loved Looney Tunes, plastered Looney Tunes characters all over her classroom when she taught first grade, fourth grade, you know, the entire time that I was in grade school. Someone who preferred that I watched the Looney Tunes cartoons instead of the Disney cartoons. If you are still a mother today who thinks that Looney Tunes are going to corrupt your kids, you need to have a wake-up call. You need to reflect. You need to watch the cartoons again with your kids. And if you're worried about your little Jimmy dropping an anvil on somebody's head or getting a hold of a stick of dynamite... Well, they will never see that because all of those cartoons have been recut, re-edited, the violence taken out... They need to go on a deep dive on YouTube to find the originals, and or, they're getting harder and harder to find. I will say this: I watched, I went to the Looney Tunes website just the other day, and um, I I watched a little bit of a compilation of Foghorn Lakehorn, and some of the violence is still there. And it oh, that's it made me that's good. It made me chuckle, and it made me smile. They even had a scene yeah. of this fox character who was trying to trick Foghorn Lakehorn doing multiple impressions of different people. And one of them was uh, supposed to be sort of a, a, an, uh, an Arabic or an Arabian merchant, you know, uh, saying, uh, you know, we'll bring you lots of luck, only $10. You know, it's like a lot of fish, vast quantities, you know, and calling them uh, Ofendi. How many, how many shows can you get away today and say that? And it's well, none. Like- and I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> Uh, that one shouldn't be on there too, but I, I mean, wow, that seems like a really big misstep on their part. Wow. Well, I mean, Mel, I think of it this way: Mel Blank would be getting canceled today by every snowflake on Twitter, just because he is. He was a old white Jewish man who was the man of a thousand voices. He's the reason why virtually every voice actor in the business is working today. Every voice actor credits Mel Blank as the reason. Mel Blank or June Foray or Dawes Butler or one of those amazing guys from Warner's Hanna-Barbera, you know, yeah. who got their voice on the credits in the cartoon. All right, so... So they're making Aqu- you know Aquaman already had an image problem that he was just recently starting to get over thanks to the rippling muscles of Jason Momoa okay who, uh, who by the way 
just got cast as Knuckles the Echidna in the sequel to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I'm I'm a little I'm excited about. There, it's Sonic the Hedgehog two coming out next year. Um, I'm stoked for it. You know, so they got Jason Momoa coming in as Knuckles. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. So this <laughs> the soccer. What other shows are have they talked about changing? Well, let or me, redoing. Let me take a look. Yes, sir. Let me move my mic again for the third. I time. mean, if if you're gonna agitate me, go all the way. Well, I'm a little agitated too, but for other reasons that I won't, you know, harp on right now. I'll deal with it later. Just you know, if if I was if I'm playing pretend, let's say tomorrow I wake up and I'm in charge of like Warner Brothers or Disney or something, and I'm like the top top guy, okay? I I imagine that I would want to have like once or twice a year a giant convention with my creative artists and all it is is a pitch to the boss. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, give me your ideas. Uh, pitch okay. them to me and any uh, the cream will rise to the top uh, and, and maybe we don't have to do so many reboots or you know, uh, of previous hits because all of these creative people have sketchbooks full of ideas. Oh, don't be and silly. Why would we ever want to actually look at our underlings? But, but what a way to inspire your crew too. Like, like once a year, there's the, the pitch to the boss convention and everybody gathers their ideas and maybe, maybe only a few are going to get picked for, you know, a production deal, but, but finally you're as a creative on, on, on the payroll, your voice is being heard for mm -hmm. that. What if, what if this, and I thought this idea, and I know, I know it's not the usual thing, but you know, and then there's like spaceship comes in, the little bunnies like, well, whatever. Right? right. And, and the boss can say, wow, that I've, I haven't heard anything like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, oh, you know, now we're going to do a CGI version of Gone with the Wind. Right. Well, well, here we go. So <laughs> it's it's Warner Media is the one that is responsible for all this. So the headline is Warner Media expands shows for Cartoon Network and HBO Max, including a new uh, Teen Titans Go spinoff. So uh, basically, a so here's a direct quote. From Tom Asham, the president of Warner Brothers Global Kids, Young Adults, and Classics, um, basically says, after 100 years of creating some of the world's most beloved IP, I love how, how it's just... <laughs> we decided to screw it all up. Today, we are at the beginning of our <laughs> new story with the history, corporate unity, and modern approach to be the industry leader our heritage deserves. That to me is just such a PR. It's it, oh, it's, it's corporate speak. It is, and That's it's all it called is. "Redraw Your World." Is the new tagline for Cartoon Network, um, which, which is, translated means we figured out how to make bright, punchy cartoons mm -hmm. cheaper than ever before. Make them work, and uh, and uh, we can crank them out faster than ever yeah. before. Yeah. And uh, we figured out that that right, you know, borderline of, you know, the, the least amount of uh, work we need to put into it. Right. It says here the company 
same. Uh, they they aim to empower kids to feel comfortable with who they are, embrace their uniqueness, and believe in their own ability to impact change. As part of the new branding, Warner Brothers announced that it signed 10-year-old viral musician Nandy Bushel as Cartoon Network's first musician in residence to create content for their platform. So now they're just getting kids directly to make the stuff, which... Well, I'm, I mean... I like that. I like seeing a kid get exposure like that. Unfortunately, it's being presented as a PR thing. It's terrible. And, so, and that yeah. sort of takes away from the, instead of me wanting to give them a good slow clap and saying, good for you guys. Right. That is inspiring. I'm left thinking, oh, geez, now you're you're using a 10-year-old as your your uh, front-facing card to show your new direction? Like, ugh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so here we go. The The new lineup is they're doing t uh, Ben 10 specials. Um, they're doing three... I like Ben 10. They're doing three 44-minute specials based on the hit cartoon network series Ben 10 set to premiere in April of 2021. Uh, the mm -hmm. first Ben 10, comma, uh, 10, comma, O10... Takes place in the I see. Okay, I just I'm I'm not gonna go bore you with the block of text, but they're coming out with new Ben Ten specials. Yeah, they're uh, Craig of the Creek, uh, which is created by Steven Universe writers Matt Burnett and Ben Levin. Um, season four of the Emmy uh, GLAD and NAACP Image Award nominated series is back. So they're going season four with Craig of the Creek, um, Gremlins S two. Uh, so the first season, Gremlins, The Secrets of the Mogwai, uh, is currently in production, um, and it's going to have the voice cast with Isaac Wang. What does, what's that look like? Uh, Gremlins 2 is season, mm. uh, season 2 green light on this animated prequel to the beloved film franchise, uh, doubles down on the yet-to-be-aired series from the Warner Brothers animation and Steven Spielberg's Amblin... Okay, so they're basically taking Gremlins and they're doing a prequel animated show. Uh, Warner's and um, Amblin. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what, what it looks like. Oh, I don't know. What the art... I don't know. Art style is. I, I just I just uh, have a, I just have a block of text here. You can, yeah. you can look it up and, and then I'll look Secrets it later. Secrets of the... Secrets of the Mogwai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not seeing any. Uh, oh, wait, I hope that's not it. I bet it is. <laughs> no, no, that looks like a fan made uh, video game. Um, moving on, we have uh, Infinity Train Book Four Jade Armor um, in production with Team TO and featured a talent and featuring a talent, talented all female creative team. Um, Jade Armor centers around the martial arts-loving uh, Lan Jun, an unlikely teenage heroine who must learn the ancient secrets of her family. You can look this all up on comicbook.com. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, they've they've yeah. got a lot of new shows. Some of them may be great, mm -hmm. maybe awesome. They're um, doing a, I do I do want to mention two more here, um, yeah. or three more. They got um, Gross Girls, which is being created by Parks and Recreation producer Adam Scott and other people star Naomi Scott. Gross Girls? That sounds funny. Um, I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, and apparently Naomi, uh, uh, I, I do, if it's the same Naomi Scott that I think it is, 
Princess Jasmine from <laughs> really? Princess Jasmine from Aladdin is more than likely going to be producing. Oh, that's going to be a fun. Uh, that's interesting. A fun one. That's but again, look at the art style, though. I, I've yet to see it, so let me take a look here. Um, they're coming out with a brand new um, Gumball, Amazing World of Gumballs movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not in. I'm really not into this. Uh, this style. This. Uh, oh, the, oh, here we go. Yeah, no, still not mm. really into it. Um, but again, that's subjective, right? right. The, the issue I, ha I have, in, as I said, is mm -hmm. when something fails, normally, right. we talked about it at the beginning of the, this episode, you pivot, right? right? And then... Uh, to do it again, but just put a different, uh, to use a video game term, uh, skin on it, uh, <laughs> I, it is just, right. you it, know, it's, just it's like touching a stove and going, oh, that's hot. But maybe if I touch it now, oh, it's hot. Right. But the burner's been on the whole time. Right. And, you know. The last two I want to mention here are Teen Titans Go, The Night Begins to Shine. It's a spinoff series to Teen Titans Go. Uh, the cast is going to journey back to the world of, the, of Night Begins to Shine when the musical land falls victim to a sinister new threat. Uh, and then the final one is the Tweety Mysteries, which is, get this, a live-action animated hybrid adventure uh which, like woody woodpecker movie that follows a curious tween investigative journalist and podcaster named sydney and her sidekick tweety bird okay well okay so at least with that it's a little bit of an original spin no it's not on, sylvester and tweety adventures from the 90s they did it already no, no, but they they did live action mixed with animation? No, they did an actually good show with Sylvester and Tweety and Granny solving mysteries in 2D oh, animation. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, the backgrounds in that were amazing. <laughs> and, I mean, I it was one of the, it, like, that whole era of animation was amazing. And, again, same people, yeah. Warner Animation. Like, Warner Animation is capable of doing so much better than what they're doing. And it just... It, like I don't understand what is wrong with Disney with Warner's. I mean, it just seems like everything good and people. Well, not the only one. The, I'm not the only one who's saying this. The yeah. only good stuff is what's coming out online, and nobody wants to pay for online content, which is insane. But it's still yeah. coming out. So, so <laughs> they, they are operating from a place of numbers i guess and like yeah, bottom line yes. right yeah not the visionary highway that they, they built their company on and we are going to be i'm i'm putting it out here right now we are going to be going into a um a period very much like the 70s and the 80s when hanna barbera ruled the world because if you think about it all the cartoons between that time period they also looked exactly the same limited animation you know because yeah but really at least only... they were good designs though for the most part like they were pleasing to the eye and the not was... like the these uh thundercat roar kind of right. uh things but again that's subjective i'm sure there are millions of people out there that love that design it's just 
I was such a big fan of the original. Mm -hmm. That's a big jump, right? right? To go from that original superhero-y dynamic and full of visual effects You're talking Thundercats, right? Thundercats, yeah, to go to this quasi-gumball-style thing. It's just such a big detachment that my brain just short circuits and like, nope, can't do it. Well, and, Um, and again... Again, not to take away from the animators working on it, you have to be talented to work on any animated production. Um, it, it's just a big jump. It's it's hard to ask somebody. It'd be like it'd be like if you grew up riding a big giant uh, workhorse, right? And then all of a sudden you're asked to ride a little miniature pony. <laughs> You know, like it's it's a big change. It's degrading. You know, <laughs> is what it is. That's degrading. That's exactly how it feels because yeah. we used to get, you know, I'm the Batman the animated series generation. I'm the Tiny Toon Adventures generation. I'm the DuckTales kid. You know, yeah. I'm the the Rugrats, the Nickel I'm the Nicktoons generation. So My, the argument would be, well, you're not their demographic. But I'm right. I am the same age of the people that are creating the stuff that's on TV. Now, that's a very interesting point. I'm and the same age as anybody working in that studio right now. It's no excuse. But but I don't think it's their fault. I, I think it is the, because it, it's the executives that decide what ends up on your screen. Make no mistake about that. Oh, I know. And I guarantee you that somewhere along the way, somebody got fired because they were like, this uh, Thundercats war is looking like crap, man. Are we really doing this? Yeah. And then security ushered them out of the building because you can't be a rebel rouser. And I, I honestly feel, and I could be completely wrong, but... That's why I feel Chucky Chicken will fail on a network. Because well, I I like to think I like to think that we are getting very close to a demand for original quality content. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like people are just like they're being their patience is being used up, right? Mm-hmm. So very soon I feel like they're going to be like, "Okay, enough is enough. It's right. going to be like uh, uh, audience revolution. Right. Okay, we want original stuff. Don't give me the Lion King three different ways. You know. Yeah. Well, listen, and, and there's. I'm a huge fan of John Favreau. Okay, huge. I I can't stop watching his stuff. Yeah. But the Lion King was just. Look what we can do with this technology, which is fine, but maybe you do that on an in-house production as a test, and then you come up with an original story. Watch the Nostalgia Critic review of the 2019 Lion King. Uh, He says it perfectly. He says, John Favreau was trying to essentially make real-life Africa out of the, the Lion King. Yeah. And By we, the way, you know we, what a, a good way of making real life Africa is? Um, oh, if you film. go to Africa and you film real life Africa. You know what is so messed up about it's that whole movie? so realistic. The only live action shot in that entire movie is the sunrise. 
That's it. <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm man. thinking to myself, we're suckers. You know, I mean, because I've yeah. I have now seen three of the latest um, Disney remakes in theaters. I saw Dumbo, I saw Aladdin, and I saw The Lion King. Dumbo, I stayed all the way through, went out feeling more depressed than when I walked in, me and the young lady that I saw it with. Uh, I really enjoyed Aladdin. I did go back and see that two more times in theaters. I did like Aladdin. See, see now you might have to hand in your critique I, card. I, because Naomi Scott, man, I'm telling you, she does things to me. I'm just saying, you know, I know she's you are, <laughs> you are in a very small percentage with that Aladdin stuff. I gotta tell you, no, I mean, I but Aladdin is my favorite movie. I love Aladdin, it's one, yeah. it's one of my favorite films. However, I walked out of The Lion King, I walked out right mm. after Can't Wait to Be King, and I got my money back. And I got a, yeah. I got a car. I said this before on the podcast. I got, yeah, a, yeah. I got a card back. And with that card, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. I put, I didn't even put money towards Sonic the Hedgehog, but I saw it because I'm such a big fan. And yeah. I, you know, I just, I am praying, you know, before we get into our, you know, our talks about our shows and everything, I do want to say this, mm -hmm. that as a producer and as a person, um, I think it's important that I talk about this uh, because there probably are people who feel this way. Um, I have been, for the longest time, very, very jealous of Vivian Madrano. Very, very jealous. I was... Oh, wow. Okay. I was very jealous because... I didn't see us going down this road. We're going, okay. we're going down this road because it, there, there, is a, there is a... Shout a, out to Vivian. Lo yes, love you to death. And now, um, I, I've I've always been, a, I've I've loved what she has done for the animation community on YouTube. I lo I've researched her story. I've watched a bunch of her interviews. She seems to be a very humble person. She seems to be a very um, well-spoken individual. She went in with the plan. She knew what she wanted to do. She made the right connections. She had friends in high places that she got genuinely through school. She did it the right way. And she, hard work, hard work, very, very hard work. Yep. And now her show got picked up uh, from a 24. And now not only that, but she has another show, hell of a boss that is running on YouTube right now and ranking in hit millions of views within mm -hmm. minutes of it being uploaded on YouTube. And for the longest time, I was really upset because I'm like, the content is not my style. Like it talks about demons and, you know, hell and, you know, all this other stuff that, you know, as a Christian, I am taught to stay far away from, not even play around with. But I let that get in my head. And I let that mm -hmm. mess up my judgment, and I and, and it made me realize that I was a hater because she did what I've always wanted to do. She changed the game, mm -hmm. and I've been stuck for a very long time. I, I guess I was also really mad because there have been people on her cast that I've wanted to be a part of Chucky for a very long time. I'm not going to get any names. Um, but um, 
they have they they've either their audition before and there were just some things that happened in the past that it just the cars didn't line up or they just don't return my calls anymore but i cannot hold vivian responsible for that i cannot hold vivian responsible for my anger and my jealousy i cannot hold her uh responsible for any of that because at the end of the day it is not her fault she did well and at the end of the day she ain't wasting any time thinking about <laughs> no, she's you not trust me no exactly. right and so yeah. there's no sense in me being angry or being jealous or being implacable or being bitter because at the end of the day i know that i'm doing the right thing because it's continue chucky chicken is continuing to grow mm-hmm and I pray that Chucky has just a smidge of the success that Vivian does with Has Been and with Hell of a Boss. And I congratulate the heck out of her. She's doing the same thing that I did. She's teamed up with her heroes. She's teaming up with Maxwell Adams. You know, she she has done freelance work. She's done commissions. She's played. Yeah. She played the game the right way she saved every dollar that she yeah. had and put it into her production. She didn't run any Kickstarters. She didn't, she, she, I applaud her because she runs a Patreon and she basically makes it. So the audience supports what she does. That's yeah. what I want. I, I think that's a very healthy way to look at mm -hmm. her success. I mean, we all get jealous, yes. especially artists, 100%. Right. I, can't, I can't count the amount of times I've right. complained about how some 19-year-old on Instagram has 40,000 followers. Yeah. And I've been in the industry 20 years. I can't even figure out how to crack 400, okay? Like... You know, um, there are reasons why, and there's everything from it's just it's whatever reason, right? But the thing is, the with Vivian, uh, she has done it right, continues to do it right. Right. She is super smart about Very how she's smart. going about doing everything. Very smart. Very, and, very smart. And she, she, she's providing a really good. Uh, uh, role model yes. for people like us to look to. Yes. And that's important. We need people like that. We The more people that succeed, the better for the rest of us. It mm. really does work that way, because either we will benefit uh, uh, through education of studying how they achieve things, mm -hmm. or maybe we benefit uh, in other ways that we don't even know about yet. Right. You know, but when the water comes in, all ships rise. I really, really, really believe that. And I've seen it to be true more times than not. Only only it's only not true with people who just can't get that dark cloud off of them. And just like instead of congratulating someone, they right. want to pick out, oh, oh yeah, okay, maybe you did that, but I mean, if you had done this, it would have been better. I've never you done know, that. Like, I will say yeah. that I have never critiqued her work like that. I have never yeah. hated on her work. I've never hated on her personally. I have, I've never said anything ill will 
about no it's just been a, a professional jealousy which we right. are all guilty of yes. and if you guys are listening and you're thinking i'm not guilty of it yes, i call bullshit are. okay <laughs> you may not i know call it, you are a huge amount of bullshit right. we are all guilty of it that how to figure out if you're healthy is if you can wake up one day and do what Michael has just done and say, listen, for the longest time I felt this way for no justified reason other than jealousy. And now that I've rethought it, I can now appreciate and look up to the accomplishment. 100%. And I, 100%. Yeah. So, and I, I have bought Vivian Madrona. I have bought Hell of a Bossmers. As a matter of fact, I do want to showcase this. Because I want to prove that I am a fan. I, Sweet. <laughs> uh, as well as of the person uh, who, you know, I did buy some merchandise. I bought a litho. And I actually got an autograph to check out the autograph. I made sure that I got proper representation. There you go. So I am a, I am a fan. I love her work. I am so proud of her. Because at 27, you know, however old she is, she's in her late 20s now. She's killing it. Man. Killing it. She's killing you know, it. And I, I cannot yeah. be mad at that. It's going to do nothing but draw. And here's another, just one more thing, and then we can get into it, I promise. I realized that I was becoming Max Fleischer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be Max Fleischer. For those of you who don't know, Max Fleischer is the creator of Betty Boop. He is the guy who brought Popeye the Sailor to the screen. He uh, created his uh, studio out of the Inkwell films in the early 20s. He's the inventor of Rotoscope, but he hated Walt Disney. Yeah. He hated... Again, professional jealousy. Yes. Right? He was the sweetest man, but if you mention Walt Disney, he just went into a tizzy fit. And it wasn't until the early 1960s when he had lost his studio, lost his company, lost everything that he had, including an amazing relationship with his entire family and his brother, Dave Fleischer, Mm -hmm. that his son went to go direct 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for Walt Disney. And Walt basically said, have your father come over to the studio I want to meet him. I want to talk with him. We'll have a reunion with his animators who are now working for me and we'll have this amazing reunion. And they did. And they mm-hmm. reconciled and they became friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to wait till I'm old and gray <laughs> to do that. Um, I would love to work with Vivian one day. I would love to pick her brain. I sent her an email actually as soon as I overcame that i sent her an email and i was very cordial i said you know i'd love the opportunity to pick your brain i know you're tremendously busy you've had a tremendous amount of success i'm incredibly proud i'd love the chance to to talk with you and to just get to know you as a person and as a professional and Mm -hmm. uh, she has not responded yet i'm i'm not sure if she will I've gotten lots of emails sent. That well, well, you put it out there and yeah. then you let you it put, be, You right? put the olive branch out. That's all I yeah. can do. But just do yeah. sending out that email and doing all... I, I'm pretty sure this has been a one-way dark cloud, <laughs> though, okay? <laughs> no, like, doubt. no doubt about yeah. that. No doubt about that. Yeah. But it's yeah. true because like, if you're so implacable and you're so bitter and you're so filled with jealousy, 
You cannot be used for the gifts that you have been given. You are That's put right. in a jar and you're stewing and you're just And it's poison. poison. It is poison to your creativity. Yes. Your your growth, yes. your success. It's right. poison. I I spent all of my twenties trying to outshine my peers. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have the talent to back it up. I had all the ego in the universe, mm -hmm. and I uh, the professional jealousy oozing out of my skin. Mm -hmm. Okay, looking for the next best contract to stick it to my peers who were trying to run their own studios and that type of thing. And I I dare say that it is probably. 90% of why uh, my studio ultimately failed. It climbed very fast and then plummeted e even faster. Um, unhealthy ego and jealousy will just destroy you. Right. It will. You, you need to be able to um, be genuinely happy for other people's success and realize that that is their path. Right. Right now, not yours. Right, exactly. So it's funny because we we trash talk graphic design in animation and the way that shows are being created today. But if God wanted us to be in this position right now, you know, or in that position at this moment in time, He would have put us there. You know, mm -hmm. there's a reason yeah. why we're here right now. We're why we're in this. Date, why we're in this yeah. part of the game skype is really upsetting me right now because <laughs> you too. are about three seconds behind what your audio is yeah i know and there's nothing i can do about that i know in editing i know I, and I'm it, watching it, it frustrates too. me i, I it's, it's so upsetting i'm so sorry man do no you... it's not your fault it is skype <laughs> so this episode just of... hold on a second just hold on okay Okay. And I just that wanted to kids, get something for when it's my turn. And that, kids, is how... No, <laughs> what? Not that... Are you sharing your stint in porn? Shh. Well, My only fans. Sorry, Mom. Only fans. Sorry, Mom. On. Hey, Bill's got to get paid, right? <laughs> Again, <laughs> pwacprojects yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that's that's cool, man. And um, I uh, I have so much respect for that awakening in you, and uh, I know how hard that can be. Yeah. I I there's nothing harder than trying to battle your own ego and and like punch it into a manageable level. Yeah. You know? And it's so funny because after I let go of that jealousy, I started yeah. getting a few more phone calls, and I actually heard from. Uh, Jim Jaroche over at um, Channel Awesome. We had a very nice conversation today. That's great. Um, and then I also got an email back from Tom Ruger. We got a meeting planned for tomorrow. So oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So I he great. wants he wants me to send the document of our meeting that we should have recorded. <laughs> so I got to figure very out how cool. to record the next meeting over. It'll be fine. I'll, we'll figure it yeah. out. But yeah. Um, so kids at Very home, cool. if you're dealing with jealousy and you're dealing with um, 
all of this negative, you know, number one, you're human. Do not beat yourself up over it. Um, It's part of the territory. It's part of being Mm -hmm. an artist. You always want to better yourself. Um, Jealousy. Or be as good as as somebody who you see excelling, right? It is great to have ambition. It is not good to be bitter. Okay. Number two, once you get that jealousy and you understand what's holding you back and what's going on, I get to see the anger building in you, and it's so sad. <laughs> Do you? Are you building sure? in me? Yeah, because like the, the delay on on, on Skype. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really bothering me. Let's just stop real quick and try again. You think you want to join the call again? Yes. Okay, All let's right. try that. Let's uh, give it a whirl. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Oh, no. No. Let me do this. Hold on. Let me close my windows because maybe that's what's freezing it up. All the crap that's. I don't know. Open it's very mind. agitating, though. I'm um, so sorry, my friend. I didn't even. So think while about you're that. doing that, uh, do you have any production updates on Chucky e. Chicken that you want to share? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, um, so we have been in the process of redesigning the the concept packet. You, me, and Rebecca, and we've also been in the process of doing um, a amazing poster. You can still hear me, correct? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we've also been in the process of doing a poster that's going to be the cover sheet of this. I'm sorry, packet. I can't. I can't look at you. It's very agitating. Very, <laughs> Don't worry. Keep going. I'm keep gonna, going. I'm going to be sharing my screen here in a second, so bear with me. Okay. So, um, it's okay. Can't even look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to showcase a few really cool drawings that we've gotten. Uh, Oh, and some character designs as well, um, which I'm super stoked to share. So let's do so this. So last week we showed off uh, Tino's stuff, right? We did. Um, yes. Little little update on Tino. He unfortunately had to um, drop from the project for the time being. He's dealing with a lot of stuff uh, in uh, in his home in South America. Um, he is feeling terrible about it and we've talked and we've, we've made it right. He will be coming back very, very soon. Um, but he just has to step down for yeah, a minute. For sure. Priorities, yeah. man. Family first. 100%. Always. percent. So yeah. can you see my screen? Can you see? I can. Perfect. Yeah. So this is the, the basic, uh, red line, the original red line for the poster that we're going to be doing. And again, because of the new version of the show, basically being taking place on the Valley Studios lot, by the way. <laughs> um, and I want to share it. some of these little, because I, I put some personal t- uh, 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 touches in there. So I'm actually really excited to show share these with you uh, in awesome. case you didn't get them before. Um, so if you look inside of, for example, uh, this studio building, you'll see a poster right here. That is going to be a, a nod to the first Chucky e. Chicken cartoon, Wake Up Call. So it's going to be a black and white poster uh, next to an old-timey camera. Um, and then if you look on top of the building that Janice is flying over, 
Um, sorry for the lagging issues. I'm, I'm at home, so I'm not at the studio, so that's probably mm-hmm. why we're dealing with these issues. It's all good, man. Um, it's called Studio HPT, and that is in reference to uh, the very first show that Aaron and I did together, HodgePodge Tonight. And we nice. even have the HodgePodge Tonight logo on the building, which was this beautiful marquee that had the HPT in it. Nice. Um, we have the Valley Studios water tower. I was debating uh, what type of water tower to do. I didn't want to just yeah. straight up do the Warner Brothers water tower. So I just took one from my hometown in Oswego and I put Valley Studios on it. I um, like it. Yeah. I like it because it's egg shaped too. Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. fits, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that it's just kind of getting all buggy on me. I don't know what you guys are seeing, but I'm going to move on to. I'm going to refresh it here, yeah. so give me a second here. Yeah. Okay. So that was the black version, uh, the the black line, the original rough, right. and then here's the, the first red line. Um, and then we also, uh, I just, I wanted to incorporate all the different types of stories that we would be telling uh, in the show. Like, for example, we got Johnny Jack Rabbit dressed up as Superman. We got Janice dressed up as Tinkerbell. Freddie riding in on a rocket, Louie riding in on a cow, uh, Luca riding in on a craft services wagon. You know, we got Margarita holding a songbook and uh, Chelsea trying to catch up with Chucky and Chew and a little film reel just for added measure. But it's like a a working studio run by tunes. And I'm very excited to see how it's going to come out. So we recently did some red lines, so I'm going to go ahead and show those. So this was my official redo of it, which still needed Sweet. work. You went ahead and you altered it. <laughs> you made it look even better. Just um, a few parts. Just that's a few all. bit. And then I did a green line. So I love nice. it because we go black, red, green. So then the green is pretty much ready to go. Um, yeah. And then I'm happy to reveal the, re- the brand new and improved Choo Chipmunk. So cool. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. So Chew is now redesigned and he's just looking ever so good. Actually, I don't. Oh, here's the final one. Here we go. So here's the final Choo Chipmunk. Um, I, I, we had a bit of a, uh, of a dispute because I wanted it to be red robe, yellow sash, to harken back to his original costume. Um, however, you guys talked me into switching the colors because of the Shaolin monks, as well as the fact that the gold just reads better off of the fur. We gave him the, the acorn on top of his staff, which is fantastic, and the braid, the rat tail braid returned. So I'm very, very thrilled that we have this character pretty much the way that I envisioned him all those years ago. But now he's PC and he's just awesome. And I love him so much, which just makes me very, very very happy. Um, I do want to show you a few other things that we've been working on here. So after we got that done, um, I went back and I did the other character uh, black lines. So we got. Louie here riding the cow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love those taxidermy props that they have in like oh, flat yeah. movies. So I just had yeah. to have this silly looking cow and who better than Louie Loon to ride a cow? I mean, he's just yeah. the wild Australian loon. So no one better. 
Um, so then here's Janice as Tinkerbell, which mm-hmm. I did, and I think it looks really great. Redo of Johnny Jackrabbit here. We got this the little J right there for Jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also went back and we did uh, here's my pass at Tommy uh, to go back and to get him more on model with the new design that we have. Here is my mm-hmm. pass on Freddy Fox. Just, you know, plussing it a little bit better. And then my pass on Luca Bacon. And um, Luca. then... Luca. So then you, of course, went back and um, let me... Oh, I think we're getting into other characters here. Oh, no, not quite. Okay, not quite. Oh, oh, now we are. Um, okay, so then while we're doing this, our amazing artist, Rebecca Rodriguez, has been working on redesigning our female leads, Margarita and Chelsea. And this is Margarita. I love this hair. I love the the costume. It harkens back to her South American roots. Um, it, she's very much inspired by Sofia Vergara, who is sort of like the inspiration for the character. Um, and then she did another version with this hair, which is actually inspired by Rebecca directly. Apparently, this is like her hairdo that she does. She put the flower in, a little bit more of a basic costume. She remembered to put in uh, the tail feathers, which she had not done before. And then she also did this version, a different take, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Not not quite what I was thinking, but, you know, it, it, it worked. Um, and then, of course, we were resharing it. And um, I went in and I did a whole bunch of props which Rebecca absolutely loved because we were talking about redoing props. So I want to share a couple of these with you for upcoming episodes of Chucky Chicken. Um, these are obviously are based off of the Arabian Nights. So we got a we got a sitar sword. We got a traditional magic lamp. But Rebecca and I were talking about uh, our version of the Arabian Nights and how uh, a magic lamp, how to differentiate it from any other version. And one thing that I just couldn't stop laughing at was maybe maybe instead of making it a magic lamp, why not make it a magic moonshine bottle or a magic mason jar? So that's exactly what with a I firefly did. in it. <laughs> no, with Louie in it. Uh, oh yeah, no, 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 you're right. It would be it would be the same color as um, like yeah. the traditional magic lamp. Uh, it'd have a cork in it. And if you look on it, this is actual Arabic. This is um, <laughs> this is how you would see triple X, triple tr- distilled. <laughs> you hope it is. <laughs> I know it is because I put XXX in Google Translate, and that's what came out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I really wow. hope. Okay. I hope that that's what it means. Otherwise, I yeah. There's wow. I'm probably gonna get messages. That is not what it says at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But I just I I I had a ball with that. We did a bag of magic beans, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Chelsarella's slipper. I went back to the magic show and I drew Chucky's magic table and magic hat. Uh, Rebecca was cute because she said, I don't like the bag. And I'm like, why? She's like, it's too bulgy. I said, it's a burlap sack filled with big ass beans. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be bulgy. And then she laughed. She's like, true, true. And then 
uh, a campfire from the campfire episode that Tom had mentioned about, uh, you know, his version of uh, an interview by the campfire. And then um, I went back to Grim Grinning Giblets and redesigned the uh, candle, the candlestick that floats in the air. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of fun with these. And this was a a wonderful exercise to get into uh, prepping for props, which will be the next step after we get done with the character designs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then somebody went ahead and redlined the wrong one, the wrong, uh, not that one. That's actually really good. The wrong design. For the character. <laughs> the, the only difference is, uh, you know, Rebecca just has to put the costume on it. I I was hair. more or less redlining the uh, the pose, the uh, the pose of it. Yeah. Um, but like the, I I did changes in the hands that um, were uh, she a was little trying, bit. Well, she was trying to do like a whole like uh, brushing the hair out of her face kind of deal. Yeah. So yeah, well yeah, and that's what I have there. Yeah, uh, but the, but the angle of the hand just wasn't. It, it was just looking wonky, uh, so I just tweaked that. Yeah. So, yeah. but you took this beautiful Sofia Vergara inspired costume, and you just went ahead. Eh, let's make Rebecca Margarita now. <laughs> that's what. And I woke up what? to this this morning, and I was a little upset. I was like, "What the hell?" You know, (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Of course you do. You did it. Uh, And speaking of stuff that you did, um, here's the red line that you did of Freddie. I mean, well done. Good, sir. I love how you just you mastered. You need to. I need to work on proportions because I just suck. I'm so bad. I don't know why. Um, And then you helped me out with not one. But two amazing red lines of actually three. No, no, two. Sorry. Uh, two red That's lines true. of of Tommy Turkey fixing uh, the the pose in the hand and the beak and just making all that beautifulness and his bigger jowls and you know his weird uvula, but that's okay. Um, and then you also took Luca Bacon and did a red line and just made my work look like complete garbage compared to this, you know? No, so... not at all. Not at all. No, uh, I I was just trying to show form mm-hmm. uh, in terms of three-dimension right. uh, for the the anatomy part of it and stuff. Right. That's all. That's um, all. And we had the conversation about how this is the first time that we're drawing these two characters in particular in their new styles. So we are mm-hmm. going to not, well, her too, but trying to show Luca. Here we go. Um, you know, Luca. go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 um, <laughs> Love that. Love that buzzard so much. Um, yeah, me too. I, actually, I used to do that to my kids all the time my dad when they did. were like two to three. And yep. then there was like an overnight day where they were like, dad, stop. <laughs> it was like funny the day before. And yeah. then all of a sudden stop. My dad and did like, that oh. too. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So that's how yeah. I learned about the, the, uh, the buzzard, beaky buzzard. Yeah. Um, and then for, I, I actually wanted to point this out because I feel like we are probably going to get rid of the cigar. Um, I did some research and um, 
the original version of Chuck E. Cheese had a cigar. Believe it yeah, or not. but dude, you're talking about way back. I know. So it, it's not applicable next, anymore. The next year in 1978, they took away the cigar. So I'm probably going to be taking away the cigar from Tommy as well. Um, I know. I, I, I'm not <laughs> as implacable as people make me out to be. You know, I, I, you know, can you see me okay? Am I back? Yeah, there you go. Hello. So You're still it, out of sync, and it drives me crazy. Oh, well, don't look at me. <laughs> but um, look at the cuteness of the punim. The yep. punim. <laughs> my little punim, my little dimples, look at that. You know, yeah. these these are lady killers, by the way. Yeah, there's something. I got, oh, yeah, there's something. All right, I know it. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Uh, yeah. Very cool, man. That That's a lot of progress in one week, by the way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I so. love, yes, I love where we're going. Um, <clears throat> I am very proud of us, honestly, wholeheartedly. Like, and it, it takes, I know it, like, it takes a minute for me personally to get to that headspace where it's like, we've made a lot of progress, but we've made a lot of progress. Um, yeah. The conversation that I had with Jim Jarosh today um, I went to him basically kind of feeling low. I was like, I'm having a rough time producing this thing. And he's like, dude, you're doing great. If anything, I would find a producer to help you make the, you know, make the phone calls and do the things so you can be more creative and hands on with your team because yeah. doing both can kill you. And I said, well, you know yeah. anybody? <laughs> and he said, as a matter of fact, I do. I'll give them a call and see if they're interested. I'm like, okay, Very cool. Cool. That's so, a win, brother. That is a win. <laughs> you know, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and Jim is still down for doing... He's going to probably do... Instead of doing Louie Loon, I'm going to probably have him do Johnny Jackrabbit. Yeah. So I'm... Because he's got the voice for it. He yeah. definitely... He's got that great... I'm, I'm excited to hear what he's going to do. Um, and um, so, yeah, lots of wins. Lots and of wins. Yeah. Lots of wins. Lots of personal wins for me as well. I, I do feel like the pressure has been taken off mm-hmm. to try and beat Vivian. Madri- like, no, I don't need to do that anymore. I just need to make some pretty good cartoons. And if yeah. people like them, you know, we lost subscribers. <laughs> I, 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 I talked to Rebecca because I was so sad because we lost three or four subscribers. I'm just like, no, why are we doing this? <laughs> and she's like, Mike, don't worry about it. It's probably a bunch of spam bots that got deleted. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you don't have to worry. That fluctuates. And I'm just like, yeah. that's a thing. It's like, yes, that's a thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like it is a up, thing. Yes. We've got spam bots uh, following drawn to a channel. Uh, you know, as soon as I post a PWAC episode, like 30 seconds after I post it, I get a spam bot reply of, oh, good point at one time code 103 uh, and then a link or something. And you yeah. click the link and trust me, don't click the link. <laughs> Okay. You don't want to see what's on the link and it's probably going to jack your computer up. So anyway, is it it me like in a, in a lewd photo? (laughs) It sure ain't you, but it's something. 
I I try to delete them as fast as I can, but uh, sometimes the second I delete them, they pop right back. So I report them. I need to I need to say this real quick. Um, We I've gotten some uh, comments on some Chucky Chicken stuff that I've posted on my personal wall, as well as on you know the Chucky social media. I've had people put links to their own work on my posts. Don't oh yeah, that happens. That. Don't do that. That is such <laughs> a, a jerky thing to do. You know, just acknowledge, you know, if you're going to post something, I'd rather have a meme or I'd rather have a gif or I'd rather have, you know, a I love your work, let's talk, let's collaborate kind of deal. Sure. You know, yeah. I, hell, I'd even take a troll over somebody like that. Like that just is such a jerky thing to do to say oh that's good by the way check out this listen i apologized and i won't do it again okay (laughs) it wasn't you but learn (laughs) you know (laughs) not gonna tell you twice so (laughs) but um yeah, I agree. I agree. And people do that all the time. And that's because people are trying to strike the vein of, uh, you know, uh, social media success. Right. Gain the following. And you are, everything you are the long is. Social media, if you're trying to get mine, <laughs> let me talk right now. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. I've had a lot of people send me friend requests recently. Like I probably got like 25. New yeah, be readers. careful with those. They're they're not all real people. Oh no, I look at them and I, you yeah. know, they have links. They're gone, and I can yeah. tell, like you know, if the if the picture is too hot to be talking to me, they're gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I gotta say on that. And yeah. I know. Yeah. So yeah, Porky Pig with, the, right. with the Kardashians right here. Let me tell you, that's <laughs> that's my family picture. Um, yeah. But um, well, very good. Good yes. job. Thank you. Good job on all that. Looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. Continues to look good. Rebecca has a way of uh, polishing our scribbles into beautiful final pieces. We need. We need and, to get her uh, on the show. We need to get her on our. Podcast. I'm all for it. I'm all I for it. Need to get her on. Um, yeah. she I mean, also... the only thing better than one person constantly out of sync is two. <laughs> so let's do it, man. <laughs> the board. I feel so bad for her. She's in Puerto Rico and they have garbage reception over there and garbage connections. Yeah. I, I don't know if you realize, but I am trying very hard not to swear tonight. I just, I need to put that out. I, I appreciate that. The sheep needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it's, he? It's losing its voice. Is is like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to share the the only update I have is related to uh, drawn to it behind the screens, the docu series I announced last episode, yes. and uh, that I have nothing uh, visually uh, to show uh, in terms of the actual episodes. Because uh, everything right now is pre-development, uh, shooting schedules, lining up the guests, working out all the logistics and that. And let me tell you, I'm going to talk more about that next episode mm-hmm. because I have learned so much. I want, I want you to is... talk about your producing uh, on a more professional level and what you need to do. Because that, I think, is going to be the next step for me 
And I'm well, nervous about that. I'll preface it by saying uh, I can only talk about what what I'm doing, and it's so much trial and error. Right. But here I'm going to show the only thing I have. So when I'm on camera, uh, I'll be wearing this. Can you see? Fantastic. You see that? It's a hoodie. Fantastic. That is amazing. I yep. want drawn, one. Drawn to it, Studios, Inc. I want one. How much? Where can I get one? Well, we can, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that's fantastic, my friend. That, this one is the most expensive hoodie <laughs> I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> And it's because I had to look for a company that sold tall because mm -hmm. um, I, I get most of my clothes that big and tall, uh, not just because of the fat part of me, which I'm working on very aggressively. You have but lost I weight. have. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you actually, I, I could definitely see it. You're starting to look I, really I, good. I, I went to show my wedding ring. I'm like, dude, I'm married, but I <laughs> don't wear a wedding ring. Oh, you don't? Well, let's so, talk. No. Talk yeah. Her. Hey, what she don't know. <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about the tundra that's New Brunswick. I'm very interested. <laughs> the, the tundra. Yeah. Super quickly, Valley Studios is now an officially licensed and incorporated business, which is amazing. Yay. We got our EIN numbers, and we are licensed and ready to go, which is wonderful. We are licensed in the state of Iowa. <laughs> Yay! So that's we, a big deal. That That's good. Idea. So I'm, I'm yeah. officially a business owner, which is huge for me. Um, and um, I'm excited. I really am. I. Yeah. Um, well, that's great, man. That That's like so much going on from like just last week. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes, it so, is. So the next time you message me and say, dude, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm going to show you this episode. I will go back. And... Uh, then you'll be like, huh, yeah. I am this shiz. Okay. Like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Huh. I'm uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. F yeah. Yeah. Pluck yeah. <laughs> Pluck yeah, mate. <laughs> cool. All right. We're going to we're gonna end it there. Uh, as always, uh, links below. Yes. And. Okay. So uh, uh, please be sure to like. This video, if you like it, please leave us a comment and let us know down below what wins have you had lately in your project? Oh, that's a good one. What that's wins have one. you had? Because we are celebrating wins along with losses. Uh, and Brian, you mentioned this last time. It's important that we're doing this because we get to see the roller coaster that is yes. the production process. Because it's not just wins. There are losses. And it is important yeah. to acknowledge and to celebrate and to talk about both. Because if you yeah. can't, you cannot appreciate the wins if you do not have the losses. You cannot appreciate yeah. the summer without the winter. So let us know what wins have you had this week or what losses have you had or um, what have you been able to overcome personally that will lead you to becoming a better producer in the future let us know down below again uh, if you have any questions comments uh topics you want us to talk about 
you can hit us at multiple email addresses, primary one being uh, PWAC projects, that's P-W-A-C projects at gmail.com. You can hit yep. us up also at vs.valleystudios at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. Please be sure to also fee, uh, follow Chucky Chicken Official on YouTube, uh, Ch- Real Chucky Chicken 2008 on Instagram, Real Chuck Chick on Twitter. Uh, follow all of his social medias. And Chucky Chicken is also now on TikTok. So we will be doing Ooh, TikTok wow. videos of Chucky Chicken. So I am ridiculously excited about that. I am not. That, that's successful. great. But I, I cannot wait to have, and they have to be under a minute. So that's a beautiful way for us to do some action. You can do, you can do, uh, uh, Chucky, Chucky reveals feelings to his crush. Uh, <laughs> Chucky does, uh, uh, dance, mm-hmm. dance challenge. Yep. Uh, you can have him flossing yeah, if that's a thing. I don't think flossing is, see, that's my point. We're old. <laughs> No, you know? flossing is that's a that's a, a Fortnite thing, you know. Yeah, but not anymore. Nobody cares about it we'll, anymore. We'll find the dances. We'll figure it out. I mean, we'll, yeah, we, it, we, it went we, the way of the Running Man. It's we'll, it came. We'll, we'll it, it looked awesome, it and we'll yeah. figure it out. And if we need yeah. to pull right. one up there just for posterity's sake, we will. Um, yeah. But uh, again, please follow us on all of our social media. Um, please share this with everyone in the animation community. Check out Drawn to It podcast. Behind Ooh, the thank you, sir. Uh, when it releases on uh, the Bell Network in Canada, be sure to check out the official Drawn to It podcast on YouTube. All the mm-hmm. links for everything will be in the description down below. Thank you so, so much for cluing in with us. But now we got a clue out for the time being. Thank you, folks. And the that's all, folks. <laughs>